0: Welcome to the Luke Messias show. The United States Supreme Court has said that the Joe Biden administration can go down and remove Texas's barriers on the southern border to make sure that our border is more open. Also, by the way, Glenn Rogers, really mad, challenged Sid Miller to a duel. We'll break that down. And what we think was kind of the beginning, maybe the spark that started the fire. There's a lot of other things happening across the state. We're going to cover several of those for you today. Let's get to the show. Amy Coney Barrett and Justice Roberts sided with the liberals on the United States Supreme Court to say that the state of Texas cannot block federal agents from certain areas of the border. The reality is that the state of Texas has started to keep federal agents away from certain areas because they are going into places that we have intentionally worked to secure. And by secure, I mean somebody cannot cross there. That is the definition of secure, by the way. If your border is one that people can walk across and then come into your country, that's definitionally not secure. That's, by the way, why we don't have a secure border. And all these Republican state representatives who are desperate to keep their power are mailing all their constituents saying, I secured the border. I fought and delivered border security. And what they fail to remember is that border security leads to a secure border, okay? The reality is that, yes, Texas has been fighting to secure its border, but it hasn't been succeeding. Now, I am very grateful that Governor Abbott has taken extra steps in the last several months, steps that he has not taken in the past, like actually keeping federal agents from coming on to certain areas where Texas has worked to secure the border and cutting the actual razor wire that we've installed. They're going in and cutting the razor wire so that people can have an easier time crossing into our country and our state in those areas. Well, Amy Coney Barrett and Justice Roberts sided with the liberals saying you cannot keep the federal government from certain areas of the border. Now, this is going to be the first ruling in a long set of rulings that Texas will hopefully take up to the federal government because we are going to continue to try to secure the border. Dade Phelan killed the bill by Matt Schaefer that would have said that a Texas law enforcement agent can, if they watch someone start in the Mexico side and cross into the Texas side, can take them and put them back into Mexico. I think they already can do that under the U.S. Constitution because we are under an invasion. But some people said, let's put it in law. That way it's very clear that the state is acting in its own interest and then take that up to the Supreme Court. That would have been a great case to take up to the Supreme Court, sadly. Dade Phelan and his kind of top lieutenants, the Dustin Burroughs of the world, the Greg Bonnems of the world, and all these people worked with the Democrat parliamentarian and the Democrats to kill the bill on a point of order. That's what happened. So the reality is that Texas's border is still not secure. We need to take additional actions to secure it. And it's very disappointing that some Republican judges like Amy Coney Barrett and Justice Roberts continue to side with liberals. If These guys feel the need to be seen as something more than conservative, something different than a conservative justice. They pride themselves on their ability to be, take both sides of issues. And it's very harmful to our culture, to our society, to our sovereignty, to our rights, so we just have to continue to pray that Amy Coney Barrett would have a wake-up call and realize that she's not there to be the next Justice Roberts. She's there to be the next Justice Thomas. And right now, unfortunately, she continues to side with Roberts repeatedly when a lot of pressure is put on her. That's not to say she never makes the right decision, but it is to say that there, when the liberals get a win at the Supreme Court, more often than not, it's Amy Coney Barrett or sometimes Justice Kavanaugh, one of these people just sliding over, and usually Roberts. Sometimes Roberts is right, but if Roberts is right, then Kavanaugh's wrong, right? This is what we deal with. This is the unfortunate reality. Now, this is why we're working all across the state. The grassroots are working really hard to elect different conservatives, because one of the things they realize is that if you elect five good conservative state representatives, sometimes two of them will fight on Monday, and two of them will fight on Wednesday, and Maybe all five of them fight together on Friday, right? So conservatives, more often than not, have a much harder time being consistent. Liberals know what their agenda is. And when they know what their agenda is, they stay on that agenda day in and day out. They rarely, rarely, rarely break from taking the country in a leftward direction. Conservatives come in, they all want to look like they think for themselves, And this is one of the things leadership does. They yell at all the Republicans every time they vote with the conservative bloc. And they go, do you even think for yourself? And what they really mean is why don't you monolithically think with us instead of consistently being conservative? And then some lawmakers go, "Okay, so I'm going to intentionally work to make sure that House leadership, who doesn't want conservative policy, see that sometimes I vote with them and they'll look for opportunities and then they'll go over and see. see, I broke with those conservative guys. I can be somebody who y'all work more with. That's the reality of the Texas House of Representatives. And you know what? I bet you it kind of feels that way for people like Amy Coney Barrett on the U.S. Supreme Court. So we will pray that she continues to see the light because she's in there for as long as she wants to be. Texans United for a Conservative Majority is a pack. That released a TV ad of Commissioner Sid Miller, Agriculture Commissioner Sid Miller in Gary Van Dever's district. This is in Texarkana, okay? And Sid Miller had a few choice words to share with the voters of House District 1 about their state representative, Gary Van Dever. Let's go to the clip. Howdy, neighbors. Commissioner Sid Miller here at the Texas Department of Agriculture. Look, Gary Van Dever seems like a nice guy, but the problem is he votes at the Democrats all the time. He voted for the Democrats to give them powerful chairmanships. He voted for the Democrats to kill Governor Abbott's school choice bill. Gary Van Diever even voted for the Democrats to celebrate Muslim holidays and LGBT groups. Come on, it's time for a change. In the Republican primary, vote no against Gary Van Diever. I really do like Sid. I like his attitude, I like his spunk like the fact that he and Ken Paxton are willing to go after so many of these liberal Republican lawmakers right now in the GOP primary. Here's the reason I showed you that clip. One, because it's entertainment, because Sid Miller entertaining. But two, because I believe that that television ad is what sparked the ultimate dual challenge that he received. So guys, this thing was tweeted at like 5 p.m. or 5.30 by Chad shoemaker the treasurer of that pack. And within a couple hours, I can just tell you, I got a bunch of reports that Glenn Rogers was texting that TV ad to people and complaining about it and talking to people about it. So he was pretty ticked. And then right after that, he texted Commissioner Sid Miller. And I'm paraphrasing, but he essentially said, you're a coward, you you go around with your rifles saying you're hunting all the rhinos, which Sid's had this graphic he shares, holding this really big, long, old musket, saying I'm going on a rhino hunt. But what he means is Republicans in name only. It's actually really funny. I was working on a campaign one time, and we had this like paraphernalia guy, and... He, uh, you know, we'd buy t-shirts from him and mugs and koozies and all this stuff. Well, he was like, man, these people really don't like rhinos, but he really didn't pay attention to some of the designs. Cause it said R I N O Republican in name only. And so he like decides to send some gifts to us that he did himself just cause you know, you send him business. He's grateful. So he sends, he designs all this stuff That's like a big X over the word rhino, R-H-I-N-O. And then he sends it to us like, hey, thanks for doing business with me. Figured I'd come up with some new rhino swag for y'all. But it was so, I think the guy thought we really didn't like rhinos, like literal at the zoo rhinos. So that was funny. Um, Sid Miller's posting this picture of him holding a rifle saying, I'm going on a rhino hunt, R-I-N-O. And so Glenn says you're you're posting your pictures of all your your uh, rifles and saying you're coming for us. He said if you had any guts you would uh y- what did he say? I- I'm trying to remember the exact term he used. If you had any guts, you'd come and duel me. You'd you'd take me on a duel. He literally challenged commissioner Sid Miller to a duel. I'm not making that up. And then he ended with kiss my y'all can finish that. I mean, maybe you can't, maybe you're just, you know, maybe you live a great life and you can't finish that. But the point is he said, kiss my, you know what? So this is the mental state of representative Glenn Rogers. And he did this uh, like three, four hours, five hours after the TV ad was released of Sid Miller. And he was really mad about that TV ad. And the text was all about like, you're coming after me and my colleagues, which I also think is reference to this television ad. So great job. All the conservatives out there who are continuing to work hard, because if you live in Glenn Rogers district, if you live in HD one, if you live anywhere in the state, you're trying to make a difference, right? I've gotten a number of emails this last week from people just saying, hey, here's where I am in the state. What can I do to make a difference? So thank you for those of you who are actually doing things. Some of you are donating to candidates. Some of you are going out and knocking on doors. Some of you are talking to people in your church. Some of you are um, attending local conservative Republican clubs and getting more active on that. I mean, I've, I've been the moderator of several debates out there. Republican primary debate so far, and I love going because there's maybe anywhere from 60 to 150 people, depending on the debate, and I meet several of y'all who listen to the show or watch the show regularly, and that's always encouraging for me to continue to produce this content, but I also see that y'all are doing more than just listening to me, and I hope you are. I don't want you to just listen to me every week, go on about your day, and Glenn Rogers knows you're doing more than that which is why he's freaking out and why he's challenging commissioner Sid Miller to a duel and saying, kiss my, you know what, or you don't. So I am now going to show you a clip of a debate between Lynn Stuckey and Andy Hopper. There's debates going all across the state. By the way, if you happen to be at a debate, my uh, recommendation always is film it, record it, You have no idea how many times I get an email or a call from a conservative activist who says, hey, Luke, I was just at this debate and this guy said this. It was crazy. And I go, did anybody record it? And they're like, no, but it was crazy. So just a good rule of thumb. If you're an activist out there and somebody who you don't like or you do like is saying something on stage, you should record them because if they say something you really don't like, you can do something with that recording. And if they say something you think is awesome, you can also publish that too. So just keep that in mind. But at this debate between Lynn Stuckey and Andy Hopper, which is going to be one of the most closely contested races in the state of Texas, Lynn Stuckey was closing out his answer on Ken Paxton. And just, I think I think this clip is worth the watch. Let's go to the clip. Not me and 61 Democrats, but all of us except 20 Republicans voted to impeach Ken Paxton because there was evidence there that we needed to look at. And by the way, it's not over yet. So hang on. It is over, Dr. Stuckey. Okay, I like that clip. First of all, Andy Hopper, bad to the bone. It is over, Mr. Stuckey. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So way to go, Andy. Uh, debate 101. You win. A plus. Here's the reality, guys. Uh, and, and I'm gonna go next to a clip of Ken Paxton in Lynn Stuckey's district, less like a couple days later. Okay. So this happens, and in a couple days, Ken Paxton's coming to Andy Hopper's district. Okay. I called just to see how it went, just different people who were there. And they said that at lunch, Ken Paxton had over 200 people that came to a lunch that he was at. And he had close to 200, a little under 200 at this evening event that I will show you a clip of. And you can hear it. But here's the deal. Lynn Stuckey, these guys still don't know what to answer about the Paxton impeachment. Like, well, so here's what's so funny. He starts out by saying, hey, all I did was vote to see if the Senate could convict. I was just voting if there was enough evidence. So that starts out by kind of sounding like I'm kind of passing the buck. Hey, guys, I'm not saying the Senate should have convicted him. I'm just saying I thought there was enough evidence, so I passed it on, right? But then he ends with what you just heard. When he says, well... Also, there were Republicans. It was just a few uh, Republicans that voted against it. And oh, by the way, it's not over yet. Okay. So see, at the start of your answer, I didn't play the whole answer for y'all because I don't have time. But the point is, he starts out answering, oh, look, I just sent it over to the Senate. I'm not saying the guy's guilty. And then he ends with, it's not over yet. Uh, Okay. Which one is it? This is the Briscoe Kane thing. Briscoe Kane's telling everybody, hey, we're not voting to convict. We're just voting to see if the Senate can do it. Okay, the next day, he's like, I'm proud to be an impeachment manager. You're like, which one is it? Are you just sending it over to the Senate? Or are you trying to convict him as a prosecutor, Briscoe? Lynn Stuckey's in the same boat. And Andy Hopper's right. It is over, Mr. Stuckey. Now let's go to a clip of Ken Paxton in Andy Hopper's district a couple days later. And that's why I'm here tonight to encourage you that even though it looks dire, my last story, founders, they're fighting the largest empire in the world. They have like, I think, what, 17,000 people are fighting with Washington. He's lost every battle. The British have like 87,000 troops. He keeps losing, he keeps losing, he keeps losing. He wins Yorktown and wins the battle. It doesn't matter how many battles you lose along the way. It doesn't matter how many impeachments there are. It doesn't matter how many times we lose as long as we win in the end. And you have the opportunity to win in the end. And all it takes, a little work, a little prayer, and guess what? Ms. Trapper's our next state representative and that's why I'm here. Let's go get him elected. God bless and thank you. I'm telling you, I've been to a couple of these events and I have friends and family who have attended numerous events with Ken Paxton the last couple of weeks. He's going all across the state to these different districts. And I'm telling you, there's real energy. There are people coming out of the woodwork. There's anywhere from 100 to 200 to 300 people that are showing up with five days notice to meet the attorney general and to say, what can I do to change the direction of the state? Now, here's the thing you have to remember, and I always remind people of this. Texans for lawsuit reform, Associated Republicans of Texas, Dade Phelan, and the Austin lobby are going to combine to spend, I don't know, 10, 20, 25 million dollars in this primary. Okay. It's so much money. They are going to spend so much money trying to keep the status quo in power. Okay. And they should win. Cause statistically it's a lot easier to keep an incumbent than it is to defeat one. They should win. So just remember that, yes, there's energy. But if you think that this thing is heading to victory for all the conservatives, then you misunderstand the level at which these Austin Swamp institutions are going to work. We're about to see the next six, seven weeks, tens of millions of dollars just pour, pour in all across the state of Texas. And that's what you're up against. That's what the Texas grassroots is up against. I'm grateful that Ken seems to be focused. The general Paxton sees the time it is. He also mentioned in his speech in San Antonio last night, the first thing he mentioned was the court of criminal appeals. And if you don't know, the attorney general has endorsed three different candidates for the court of criminal appeals that he thinks are vital to the future of Texas. Okay. Gina Parker, David Shank. And I can't remember the third one. If I can't remember the third one, you definitely need to know the third one. Um, David Shank, Gina Parker, and somebody. So you can look those up, see the three court of criminal appeals candidates he's endorsing but he's also talking about that in every single one of these uh, speeches all across the state. Donald Trump won New Hampshire, and as he won, even Senator John Cornyn came out and endorsed him. So Ted Cruz has endorsed him, John Cornyn has endorsed him, Greg Abbott has endorsed him, Dan Patrick has endorsed him, Ken Paxton endorsed him, Sid Miller's endorsed him. I mean, I don't know who hasn't endorsed him. And Nikki Haley is saying she's going to go on to South Carolina. And in a memo that her campaign sent, they said one of the states they're really looking forward to competing in is Texas. And you want to know why? Because Texas has an open primary. And they're saying that because Texas has an open primary, Democrat primary voters can vote in this state, in the Republican primary, which is true. And the reality is. That's something conservatives have complained about for a very long time. And Nikki Haley is bringing to light the problem that exists with an open primary, that you have these liberal Republicans who are going to try to expose our laws and our lack of security in the primary to allow Democrats and encourage Democrats to come in and vote for her to defeat Donald Trump. So that just continues to remind us why next session we have to close our primaries. Mayor Don McLaughlin, last week or earlier this week, I guess, look, this time's running together for me. There's all sorts of stuff going on. Don McLaughlin's the mayor of Uvalde. He's a fantastic man. He's a conservative. I've known him for years. He got two endorsements this week, one from Greg Abbott and a couple days later from Don Huffines, because he actually endorsed Don Huffines in the primary against Governor Greg Abbott. But then he also, as mayor of Uvalde, worked very closely with the governor in the midst of the tragic shooting there in Uvalde, the school shooting, and established what I would assume is a very good rapport with the governor. Don McLaughlin is running in one of the only seats, I think it might be the only seat that actually goes blue to red this cycle. Um, There could be more, depending on how much energy and wave is created in November, which we should all, you know, be very motivated to support. But this is a district represented by Tracy King, who's one of the 10 most senior members of the Texas House and is a Democrat and represents the only district in the state of Texas that Donald Trump won, but that is represented by a Democrat. So Don McLaughlin, I think, was very poised to take this district. Tracy King dropped out. Um, He is in a three-way race, but is supported by, again, Governor Greg Abbott and Don Huffines. So just a good example of of individuals who are stepping up, who are conservative. Um, You know, a lot of times in these swing seats, the Republican nominee ends up being somebody who's going to be consistently one of the 10 most liberal Republicans. And they do so out of the excuse, well, I represent a swing district. So they just vote with the Democrats a lot more than other people. Uh, Don McLaughlin's a conservative Republican. And I think somebody who we could all know is going to actually consistently be a Republican. So that's always exciting to see if it looks like we're going to have a Republican nominee in a swing seat who's actually going to be conservative. Last but not least, there is a special election still going on on January 30th between Brent Money and Jill Dutton. And here's what you need to know. Texans for Lawsuit Reform, Associated Republicans of Texas, and John Now. Who's a big ART donor. Um, also John Cornyn's treasurer. Also Greg Abbott's treasurer. Uh, the three of them combined have spent close to a quarter million dollars in like 10, 15 days to try to elect Jill Dutton, who is the more liberal Republican in that seat. And they are, I'm saying this just to, again, kind of preview for you what February is going to look like. The same thing they're doing there is the same thing they're going to do in the other districts. They're just going to pour in a massive amount of spending. And they are trying to elect Jill Dutton in that special election. I think it's going to be a close race. And they are opposing Greg Abbott, Ted Cruz, Ken Paxton, Sid Miller, all of the conservative state representatives who are supporting Brent money, Senator Bob Hall, and they're working overtime to try to drag Jill Dutton across the finish line with a massive pile of money. She is going to spend over $1 million in a special election. If you ever talk to people who are in politics in another state, like actually involved in politics, just ask them how much do, like, do y'all spend for a state house seat? The numbers you get back are so funny. They'll be like, oh, you know, 20 grand. Ooh, maybe $12,000. Maybe, I mean, if it gets real tight, we'll spend 50 or 60. Then you go, oh, we had a special election for state representative in Texas where the establishment spent over a million dollars. So when I tell you these people are about to spend 20 or 25 million dollars to try to keep the swamp in power, I'm serious. They spend a million dollars for one seat. What do you think they're going to spend for 50 seats that they're worried about? What do you think they're going to spend? How much do you think they're going to give Briscoe Kane? How much do you think they're going to give Trent Ashby? How much do you think they're going to give Cody Harris? They're going to dump a million dollars in races across the state of Texas. Just be aware and be ready if you're a grassroots conservative. And don't let it discourage you. Because we've been fighting this forever. We've never not fought massive piles of money. So keep heart, stay engaged, stay encouraged, work hard. There's a lot going on in Texas, guys. I'm really grateful. I really enjoy meeting you all across the state. I'm glad you're actually doing things. Please don't stop doing things. Don't stop being active. From now till next week, when you hear the next show, do something in Texas. Go to a Republican club. Get some people. Reach out to some people at your church. A lot of you live in districts that matter. And if you live in a district that's competitive, reach out to that candidate. Do something for somebody you believe in. Get a yard sign. Text a couple of your friends at church. Hey, can I get yard signs in your yards? Make a donation. If you eat out at all this week, you have the money to make a donation. That's how it works. I'm not saying you need to donate massive amounts of money, but some of you can and some of you should. Because we're in a fight to save the state of Texas. Stay engaged, guys. May God bless you and may God bless Texas. Do you want to get your news from people who share your values? Texas Scorecard, real news for real Texans.